This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And our commitment will be to build really iconic, um, fan-centric businesses, and we want to unite this community. What we are about is putting unity in a community and really helping this um, region bring up to um, its total promise. That was Ted Leonsis a little bit earlier this morning. Barry's Verluga joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Barry's column yesterday opened with, quote, in 1997, on the eve of opening his sparkling new arena in downtown Washington, christened as MCI Center, now Capital One Arena, Abe Poland encapsulated what it meant for his teams and his town. Quote, Poland said, I, wa- I walk through that building and I get tears in my eyes. I've got everything I've ever done in my life on the line. I don't want to sound corny, but this is the nation's capital. It's been good to me all my life, and I decided to do it. Not everything is dollars and cents, closed quote. Far different day today. Uh, you've been around here a long, long time like I have. I want you to describe... Um, I thought your column was so spot on, and it's very much similar to the way I feel, too. Um, just it, your your thoughts about what appears to be, and I know it's not definite, it's a non-binding agreement, um, but the Wizards and Caps moving four miles to the south uh, to Potomac Yard. You know, I, it's a gut punch, Kevin, for me, just as a, and I, I, I don't, I'm not even talking about you know, the really flimsy economics of does do stadiums and arenas drive economic development and how, how should they be subsidized? And, and there's a, a really deep conversation there. Um, and it's an important conversation. And it's a conversation that we'll be having again and again as, as we move on to the commander's new stadium. But from a, a visceral quality of life, emotional sense um, for a person who in all my time here has only lived in the district of Columbia um, and, and wants the city to have the complete package of um, cultural and athletic and economic and entertainment um, venues and options. Um, and because cap one arena is so centrally located and is accessible by um, all the metro lines within um, a couple blocks to there, and did transform that region or that neighborhood when Abe Poland opened it in, in 1997. To me, this is a really symbolic blow to the district. Um, it, the district at a point when it's it's teetering on the edge of um, you know turning that neighborhood back to what it was before. Um, Poland put the, the arena there. So I, I'm kind of surprised how uh, how emotionally bummed out I am about this. And I get the logistics of, you know, it's only four more miles. And um, But we, we know from, from living here that Marylanders are Marylanders and Virginians are Virginians and, and district residents are district residents. And doesn't certainly doesn't mean we, we can't get along, but you have a really strong affinity for and, um, you know, attachment to whichever those jurisdictions you, you live in, um, this feels like uh, a, a real blow to, to the District of Columbia. I agree with you, but why did Ted do it? Well, so I think 
and there's a there's a million factors here. I think that this could be bad for the district, bad for the neighbor neighbors around um, that Potomac Yard development. Who I, I think, by and large, the early read are, are not going to be excited about a place that already has. Um, you know, traffic and congestion issues, getting more traffic and congestion issues, but very good for monumental sports because the blank canvas that they can develop, not just an arena and not just the adjacent um, concert venue with 6,000 seats, but I think as importantly from Ted's perspective, you know, restaurants and bars and um, theaters and mixed use apartment type thing that, really is kind of the model that the Atlanta Braves used to successfully develop around Truist Park. They, they own that development. They are making money, not just from the people coming through the turnstiles, but from all the beers and burgers that they sell in the places around that. That, that is a major motivation. Now, can Ted take that real estate development and the money he earns from it, and then use it to make his franchises more competitive. Um, you know, he's talked about, he talked today about building championship outfits, and, and the Capitals won a Stanley Cup, but the Wizards have been an abject disaster for the majority of his stewardship. Um, I think it's a little flip to say, uh, you know, we're just going to build um, championship uh, caliber franchises when. On one side of the ledger, he certainly has has not done that. But it, it, the important part is, if there's extra revenue that he's generating for Monumental, will that and can that be reinvested in the rosters of the two franchises to make them perpetually strong? Yeah, I mean that's in we uh, we talked about that earlier. I mean this is you know hopefully the the output. I also think and and many people have reached out to tell me the the valuation difference in in a potential public offering for Monumental is significant with this particular deal. Don't discount that. But you know I actually as you said that and you said you know it was kind of flip for him to say that. I, I think it's also really it, 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 at times ridiculous how he considers himself to be a champion owner because of Z sports and arena teams. I mean, does he really believe that people care about that? Yeah, I think that's just him saying I'm ahead of where you old people, the way you old people think. And I've touched a, I've tapped into a vein that just because you don't think it's important. I know that there are people who think it's important. Um, I, I think, you know, your everyday caps and wizards fans, that don't care and maybe don't even know that he owns those things. Of course um, not. I, I think that, yeah, that they, they, if they're holding that Larry O'Brien trophy, uh, someday, like that's, that's what will matter to them. And I, you know, I, uh, on the mystic side, like they want to, they want a championship. Like I, he was owner when that happened. That's a real league and, and very difficult competition. And they invested in that roster, um, to win that title. So, um, there's, there's two sides to that coin, but I know I do understand that for, you know, middle-aged dudes like me and you, um, that, that talk kind of rings hollow. It, do you think any part of this, and he certainly wouldn't discuss this necessarily, is that his highest revenue-generating customers live in Virginia, primarily, because I think that's where a significant percentage of Caps fans reside, um, and that also Virginia, with the growth here in recent years, and by the way, the changing demographics with a, with respect to age, he feels like he can tap into a new NBA opportunity? I mean, that could be a factor when you, you know, you know kind of draw off the, the list of pros and cons, but I, I also think, you know, that that's a little bit cart before the horse because i i think and i i hope to learn some more about this and reporting it over the day but um but i i think some of this is negligence by the columbia government and and not that's my next question yes they should go you know with handouts to um to him but they they clearly um led by the mayor uh were distracted by the commander's situation and her desire, as people have told me, um, to have landing, you know, returning the NFL team to the district be a major part of um, her legacy. And, and meanwhile, two teams that have 
anchored, uh, you know, a revitalization um, of a, a key neighborhood downtown, um, you know, whether they were petulant or felt neglected or, or whatever. It, I mean, this is happening on her watch as well. And, and so if she gets one win, but two losses, I don't, I don't know what the scoreboard looks like. I mean, I, we can talk about the advantages that Virginia has my suspicion. And I, I don't know this, you know, cold hard fact, but my suspicion is had the district spent the time and shown the love, um, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be talking about improvements at Capital One Arena and, and really Ted, the civic part of Ted would be talking not about, you know, unifying this, um, the, the area, um, but really recommitting to the revitalization again of, you know, um, Gallery Place, Chinatown, Penn Quarter. I know you're busy, so I'm going to rip off a couple of quick ones here to end with you. Do you think this impacts Ted's ability to buy the Nats in any way, shape, or form? I really don't know that, Kevin. Um, you know, he, he obviously got the Qatari investment, um, so he's right. got some more cash, and people around baseball thought that, um, well, they don't have uh, investments like that yet. They're probably coming, and they thought that that might strengthen his bid. My, my feel for the national situation is similar to how it's been for the last probably six to eight months is that the learners have a number in mind. If you submit a bid that is um, that number X minus one, they will not, uh, they will not accept it. If you submit a bid that is X, you, you will, you will be sold the team. Ted, obviously part of this equation is, his network that he owns and the beautiful fit um, that it would be for programming. If he could solve the mass situation, he would then have year round programming with the whiz and the caps and, and the nationals. Um, that's obviously something um, he's thought about, but I, I do not, I can't quite connect the dots between this move and what it would mean for for buying the baseball team. Other than just the pushback, which may have been there already from Nats fans saying, we don't want him to own the team. Well, I mean, do they like the current ownership? (laughs) Well, I understand that. But I don't know. For me personally, it would be unprecedented to have one person own three of the four major pro sports teams in an area. I just, I, I wonder whether or not that would be advantageous or, or, or work uh, the opposite of that. I don't know. I mean, Stan Hockey owns the, the um, I mean, his football but team is in But not in the same LA, market. But, well, but he does have the NBA, uh, NHL, and I mean, if you count it, the MLS team in Denver. So there's a, it's not exactly okay, I, lined up, but I, yeah, you're, you're I, right, Kevin. Is that too much for one person? I mean, it, it, it could be, I feel like, and I might be in the minority here. Um, Ted Lewis's ownership of the Nats would be a more progressive ownership than they currently have. I, I don't. It, it'd be hard to disagree with that. Obviously, considering who currently owns the team. All right, you you said you know sort of the arms around Josh Harris by DC and keeping Ted at arm's length may have been a factor in all this. So let's go to who they've embraced. How much does this? increase the chances that Josh Harris and his football team end up at the RFK site? I'd flip the question around and say, how much pressure does this put on the mayor to replace the Fine. teams that she lost with the one that, that she, um, that she's courting. Right. And I think it's, that would be a lot of pressure from just from a fan perspective. Now, you know, we've been over um, the difficulties with the RFK site and, um, you know, procuring the, the rights to the land and all, all this, all the stuff that goes, right. goes into that. Um, but it, it would be, you know, if Maryland and the district and Virginia are all vying for the commander's stadium and Mark Ein said that, um, you know, a minority partner in, in Josh Harris's group said that at a conference a couple of weeks ago, that all three were, were attracted by it that means there's going to be two losers. And if one of the losers is the district, um, then you're going to have a situation where we are a four major pro sports town with only one of the uh, major pro sports playing within the city limits. Um, That's just not the way I envision a a real world-class city working. And that's, I'm not saying that only pro sports define what, 
a world-class city is, but I, I do feel like that's, you know, a box that you, you check and it goes, we have the museums, we have the restaurants, we have the entertainment um, venues. If, if it's kind of far flung and these, you know, if say they, uh, the commanders end up, you know, right where they are in a, in a new stadium there and the, um, the hockey and basketball teams are, you know, in a strip mall in um, Northern Virginia and the Nats who were already complaining about upgrades to their 15 year old ballpark are, are, are at the Navy yard. Like that's not going to feel to me like a cohesive, coherent, um, we're all in this together athletic town. And that's just, you know, but maybe that's stupid, but it, on an emotional level, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, you're emotional a little bit about this as I am because we've seen in our lifetime, especially over the last 25 years, our city completely change, which really was in many ways driven by Abe Poland's high risk uh, move to, to move these teams back um, into a, an area that was far from what it became in Chinatown. I, I guess that that leads me to this last question. Did you find it at all off-putting how giddy everybody was today at the press conference and how there seemed to be no acknowledgement of the you know distinct possibility that two teams are leaving the uh, leaving DC. Yeah, I I did. I think that you know Ted Leonsis said um, hold me accountable and then didn't take questions and is not going to take right. questions um, about about leaving the district. He presents himself and in many ways is a very civic minded owner um part of that on this day is acknowledging the place that he has called home the place that they hoisted a stanley cup um for you know since he's owned the team and he, and he can and should um you know criticize district officials uh if they drop the ball on this and if he you know would have stayed if things had, had been different um but I, I, you know, Governor Yunkin should be thrilled because this is a win for economic development in his mind, in his state. Um, the, the giddiness all around, um, I think, doesn't acknowledge a, a large, you know, how jarring this is to the, the, most of the fan bases for, for both those teams. I mean, just anecdotally so far, and it's very early, um, I'm not hearing a, a, an overwhelming amount of support from people who live anywhere for, for this move. It's, it's certainly something that's going to have to be a, an acquired taste if, if it actually goes through. Uh, he's, you know, he'll bring in more sovereign money. He'll bring in more, you know, foreign money, maybe in the state of Virginia that he could in, Virgi- in D.C., who knows. Um, uh, I appreciate you doing this. At Barry's Verluga on Twitter, read Barry's column from yesterday. I thought it was perfect. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Kevin. I Did appreciate lose it. Barry? Okay, there he is. All right, uh, thanks, Barry. Uh, we will open phone lines again, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Our Ace Law listener lines open in a rec. Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the team980.com. We are also free and live on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, We also own the Washington Mystics. Uh, Women's sports is transcendent. Um, I watch Virginia Tech women's basketball now all the time. They have a great team. Um, My belief is that um, at Capital One Arena that we can host women's sports. Um, we've invested $200 million in the last 10 years in keeping Capital One um, world-class as an arena. And our intention is to expand here and keep Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. a great place. Uh, we'll host concerts there. We'll host concerts here. We'll have a 6,000-seat Uh, entertainment performance center here and this community is so vibrant you just have to look at other great cities New York have arenas in Brooklyn and Long Island and Manhattan they're all working that's what our promise is here that we can be a economic engine we can employ all of the people um, who work at the arena in Washington DC we can create new jobs uh, new tax base out here and really work to make the promise of Virginia and what our governor spoke about, but also we have a responsibility to do a great job and continue to invest in Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, First of all, New York's got, you know, in their metropolitan area, when you include New York, Long Island, Westchester, uh, Fairfield County, Connecticut, Jersey, Bergen County, and all the the Jersey counties. They got like 20 million people. Okay, so they can... And and it's a great sports market. Do you think he's really watching the Virginia... Did Virginia Tech have a good... I think they did last year, maybe. They do have a good team. There's no chance he's watching Virginia Tech women's basketball. Have they ever had a good team, though? Wasn't it just recently they had a good team? I I believe it was maybe back way in the day, but just recently they've been pretty good. He's a Georgetown person. Georgetown's women's basketball team's been pretty good, right? I I have no idea. I don't know know that much about women's (laughs) basketball. We're getting ourselves into trouble here. Maybe they haven't. I'll tell you one thing. They've been no Brenda Freeze in the Lady Terps. That's for sure. Uh, from my guy, uh, Greg, uh, Kevin, you were 50% right. Virginia and New Jersey have, have off-year, odd-year elections. Louisiana and Mississippi do as well. So I did get New Jersey and Virginia correct. Um, I did not. I thought it was just two states. It's four. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. 301-230-0980. Buck is going to jump on with us at noon. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on all of this because he he called games both spots, right? Um, both at the Capitol Center and downtown. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Appreciate some of you holding on for a while. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to Ian. Ian's been on hold for a while, so I appreciate it. Go ahead. What do you got? You know, at first I was really frustrated because it seemed like it was a money move. And I was said to Grant and Danny yesterday that, you know, he took that Qatari investment. Is this really where he's just getting a better deal? But upon listening to Barry on Grant yesterday with you today and seeing the renderings, there is nothing DC could offer in terms of land that would be even similar to what this is. And so as much as I hate it for Chinatown, Penn Quarter, the district, and just the entire economy there, this is absolutely a fantastic move for the teens. And I think I agree with you. Ted doesn't present himself the best and says things that make you want to pull your hair out. But I would ask majority of fans and supporters, would you not make the same deal? I I mean, the opportunity is too great. And this notion that, oh, people won't go, et cetera, I just don't get that. I mean, people go to teams if they enjoy the experience and are winning. I always go back to RG3. There were no complaints about FedEx then. They only complain when the team's bad and then the traffic somehow is bad then as well. The one thing I'll add, though, is a lot of times Josh Harris has said this, other owners have said this, 
when you are an owner of a sports team, you are a steward or you are somebody that has right. a civic responsibility to it. And in that way, Ted talks a lot about civic responsibility, but in a time when DC's struggling and has a chance to keep he's it bailing. there, improve. He's bailing he's for a great deal. And, and that, I can't get over that, you know. So, look, I wish he had kept it there, but I can't totally begrudge him there. But, yeah, you're right. Bowser's absolutely got to get the football team back. And while we all agree that football trumps everything, I don't think for a city – you would trade in 82 home dates plus playoff games for a football team that would be there nine games plus maybe playoffs. I don't think that's an even trade. I would rather have 82 dates and all the business it brings in because with basketball, hockey, you go there, you hang out after. A football game is more a tailgate environment and you leave. You don't... It doesn't. It depends on what they do around that stadium because they are planning to turn it into its own, maybe not the same version of Potomac Yard or Truist Park in Atlanta or some of these other places, but into an everyday destination. Whether or not people decide to take advantage of that is, I. You're right. the The economics of eighty two versus eight seems obvious, right? What you don't know is. What does having a football team that's super high profile um, and, you know, you've got, you know, exponentially more people watching, you know, their games on television and realize it's in the city and what what that does? I don't know. I, I would guess 82 dates is preferable as well. And, and in the Cats and case, think- it's always 41 plus, not the Wizards right. necessarily, but it's usually 41 right. and, plus. And yeah. I'm curious because t- Tom's pretty solid on this on this beat about where the football team will be and you know with the NIMBYs if as Neil said in Alexandria they don't seem as upset because that part of Potomac Yard is kind of dead it this will be good well yeah it's 70 acres clean slate so it's not like people are right next door to you know even maybe where the stadium will be it may be that they're next door to this incredible you know uh uh, rise of of retail and residential thanks I appreciate it just built just built half a mile up all the Amazon stuff. So I think yeah, of course. there's just more appetite yeah. there. Whereas with Washington, I, I think the NIMBYs of Capitol Hill, Eastern Market, that part of oh, yeah. the district are Perhaps be a much lot more harder. Yes. Yeah. A- I, and I, I just, I, I agree. We'll see. Thanks for the call. We'll see. It's, it's, it's now really really they 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 were arms around the new owners to begin with but now it's like um they're not going to want to let them go <laughs> but they're Absolutely. also now they also have less leverage now because they will be the desperate negotiator um in this deal and what looked like um you know the move to RFK would be a less advantageous economic move for ownership um, other than getting the land for free, but they'd have to build the sta- the own their the stadium without taxpayer funds, more likely than not. Infrastructure would be there from the city. Um, you know, the the deals would not be comparable with what Virginia and what Maryland might offer. Um, maybe you know this is a good result. I would imagine it is a good result for Josh Harrison Company. Although being a part of a city that has all four of its pro sports teams playing in town. Like Barry said, I understand that we as sports fans kind of overrate that and 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 call it something that sometimes it perhaps isn't to the majority of people. Um but it's big win. Uh, it's a it's a big perception win, that's for sure for uh the city. And and you know, again, the Abe situation was different. This city was not what it was. And the risk that he took with his own money primarily really did um, spring to life uh, so many neighborhoods after uh, everybody saw what could be done to Chinatown. Um, Let's go to Steve in D.C. Steve, go ahead. Okay. Uh, One, I'm I'm very happy with this move. Uh, One main reason for me is that now they've, I think they have to now put the put the Washington team in uh, the RFK site. Uh, the RFK site is going to take a 
ton of uh, of money to try to get the infrastructure right to make sure that the stadium. It used to be you get off at Metro and you had to walk a hall to get to the stadium. Uh, they're going to have to move it out closer to to the Armory, and they might even build another. It wasn't that Metro long of a walk from the Armory station to the stadium? Well, I put it this way: that was a half a mile. Okay, well, it, it, was it a half mile? Do you really think it was a half it mile? Was a okay, half mile. yes, sir, it was. Okay. I guarantee it. <laughs> now, but the other thing too is is that you were talking about New York as compared to the population here. If you take in what the DMV, and I consider the DMV anywhere from Columbia, Leesburg, down to Frederick, Fredericksburg, and over to Annapolis, if you count all that area. There's close to 20 million people living in this population. No, there isn't. It's no not 20 million. About it. It's not well, 20 I, million. I just, I just looked it up, okay? In Washington, D.C., Arlington, and Alexandria, there's 7 million people just in that area. That doesn't include... As an MSA, that. we're considered to be a 5 million MSA metro statistical market area, which they consider to be the DMV. If you want to take it all the way out to West Virginia and to Leesburg and beyond, and as Ted said, north to Delaware, okay. But uh, in terms of what what the numbers that are used in census for the, the for the metro area, somewhere between 5 and 6 million, I'm pretty sure. I'll look it up, but it's not 20. I've said close to 20. I didn't okay. say 20. So, okay. So, let's, let's just... Okay, I'll so 19-something? Uh, 18. Yeah, okay. give or take 10%. Okay, but the other thing, too, is, is that, yes, I am very happy about it. Uh, get, them, get them over into Virginia. That's fine. And let's get, let's get this thing done on, uh, on the RFK site. Uh, right. That's what I want to see next. If that's, okay, you know, th- th- that's not a, a bad result for those that care only and primarily about the football team and want it in D.C. like you do, Steve, and like I do. Um, but I wish all of those things could have happened um, because I do think it will be a big blow to certainly that area, and then we'll see what happens uh, with other areas um, as they grew 25 years ago. Do they decline with the exit of these two teams? Uh, let's go to Roy. Roy, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Roy, hey, you there? Kevin, awesome show as always. Yeah, I'm here. But oh, thanks, Roy. Appreciate it. Um, I guess as a mailender, I don't care as much because either we're like even driving to FedEx now, it's, you know, it's traffic. So, and I feel like Virginians are kind of the same way. We just want like a, a good venue. And if you think about it, like DC didn't like the city and the arena and the environment and everything about it, like it didn't draw big names primarily to the basketball team. I don't know that, that it was really relevant to the caps, but, um, you know, I think it makes sense as a fan that you'd want the area built up nice. You'd want it to be attractive to draw stars. I think some of those rich areas in Virginia might be nice uh, to live for some of these superstars if you want to finally get, you know, a big three going again. But as long well, as most of the basketball enough- players and even the hockey players, they didn't live in Chinatown. They lived in the immediate. They lived either somewhere in Upper Northwest or the immediate suburbs in Maryland or Virginia. They lived in Chevy Chase, Bethesda and Potomac. They lived in, you know, McLean um right. and 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 you know some of those areas. They weren't, you know, although although I think this is true. Um I think I think uh does did does Wes Unsell Jr. live in Chinatown? I think he might uh, live in Chinatown. Gonna, yeah, I was going to um, say anyway, I was in the coach. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. But yeah, like, so I like guys like Backstrom I've met and talked to and, you know, they, he said he lives somewhere in Virginia because they practice there. I think as long as they're far enough away from DC to where they don't do that lame thing, like they do at the NFL, where they show like the Jefferson and the Washington monument. And then they pan to FedEx as if those are like remotely the same places. <laughs> like that is the dumbest thing. And I hate it when Whatever. I do that every time. They do the same thing in Santa Clara. Now you see downtown San Francisco, and then they got to go 50 miles South to get to Santa Clara. So you get that in a lot of cities. Um, but I, I enjoyed the arena being downtown. Um, I did, but Oh, I, I know, I know what I was thinking about. Scott Brooks lived downtown 
because many times I had Scott Brooks on the show. He was like, I'm just walking around the mall right now. You know, I, I live near Chinatown and I just took a walk and I'm out for a long walk. And he'd be doing, you know, his conversation and interview with us on the air as he was walking around the city. And he loved the city. Oh, um, Mike Rizzo lives, you know, lives down by Nats Park. Uh, on the southwest waterfront. He lives down there, uh, very close to the stadium. So um, there you go. Uh, if you're on hold, we'll take a few more calls. Buckhants at 12. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're also free and live on the Odyssey app. This segment was brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. The NFL is looking to play more games overseas and abroad in 2024. The next location would be Brazil, headed to South America. NFL looking to play a couple games out there in the year 2024. Staying in the NFL, yesterday was reported by Tom Curran in New England that following the season, New England and Bill Belichick will part ways. Belichick asked about it frequently today at his press conference, and he had the same answer. We are on to Kansas City. Classic Bill Belichick. And that's what's trending. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The collaboration, though, is way beyond business. Uh, it is rooted in our commitment to the entire DMV. And our media market, where um, we just bought our regional sports network, it's now called the Monumental Sports Network, it goes from Richmond, Virginia, all the way to Delaware. So we were talking about Amtrak goes all the way through, and I think maybe we should even be acquiring Delaware because it is a big, big media market. Um, but that is an important concept that our games, our brands, really start in Richmond and go all the way past Baltimore. So that notion of community and DMV really is what our, our business is about. Um, that's the higher calling for sports. That is the higher calling on every... You know, just... The, the, our brands, you know, your brands primarily suck, okay? Seriously, the Wizards suck. There's no brand around the Wizards. You got two major properties. The rest of your properties, bless their hearts, very few people know they even exist other than the Mystics, really. All right, you're, you're, these brands, these incredible monumental brands that you've built, stop. All right, you're not acquiring Delaware. Nobody in Delaware gives two craps about the Wizards. Seriously. I mean, unless they have a house in Rehoboth or Bethany. Um, I just sometimes, I mean, he just gets too carried away. That this story is he's moving the Wizards and Caps to Potomac Yard. 
really, really unfortunate, have loved our stay in D.C. I don't want it to be a blow to that area. We're going to keep Capital One there. The Mystics are going to play there. We're going to have concerts there. We're going to continue to be a big partner in the city. Don't forget, we have, you know, over near St. Elizabeth's Hospital, we've got our practice facility and where that other team plays, the Go-Go's or whatever they're called. Um... But, you know, we had an opportunity to do something that I think sports teams will be doing in the future, and it was a great deal for us, and it will allow us to actually build a branded NBA team, a positive brand NBA team. We're going to become more competitive. We're going to generate more revenue. We're going to put it back into the teams. And those of you that used to remember the Bullets when they were actually good, and there was a bit of a brand, an NBA brand in town, I'm working to try to get back to that. Phone line's open. Bucket 12. Uh, Lap's been on hold for a while. Lap, go ahead. Have at it. Hey, what's what's up, Kevin? Hey, man, I don't want my team to go to Virginia, man. It seemed like that's been the thing with the commanders, too. They talked about that. Now, you know, you got the Wizards and the Caps. I mean, Ted is on the business stuff hard, man. And it seemed like we can't coexist with the, the winning culture and the business mindset. I always felt he put more resources in the caps than he did the, the Wizards. But I guess they both, you know, moving, so it doesn't even matter. But um, just have to do better, man. And um, it just sucks, man. I don't, I don't want that to happen. And then I guess we just have to see. But, uh it, it seemed like he's he's more in the money than he is actually trying to build a contender, you know, for a title. And yeah, I guess Look, he's just gonna be riding a wave about the championships that his teams won. So whatever the, the championships, whatever. the, the one championship that, that his team won that anybody in town actually knows or cares about, which is the Caps championship. Uh, and thank God for him he got that. Because honestly, without that, I think most people would think of Ted as a crappy owner, a crappy sports owner without that that Stanley Cup. I mean, I think a lot of people don't think that he's a great owner, and he's not. What he has done, in my opinion, as a consumer of at least one of the two teams that he owns, I, I know he owns a lot of teams. I'm talking about the two that people know about the Capitals and the Wizards, um, is I think that the experience at an arena that was aging, I think he's always done very well in consumer making consumer experiences for the products that he's selling as good as he can make it. Uh, I really do. I mean, it was... and But keep in mind, Ted, like the learners, had the benefit for 25 years... All right, not not Ted for the entirety of, of Snyder's ownership, uh, but for for a lot of it, of being compared to the worst owner in the history of sports, which was in their own town. But the Wizards have been an abject disaster. There's no brand around the Wizards other than loser. It's a loser brand, and I love the Wizards. They're they've been important to me my entire life, entire life. I was at so many of those playoff games, just, you know, uh, the, the, the Scott Brooks, um, you know, uh, and, and before that era. Uh, but they, they're they not a big brand. And the other stuff nobody gives a crap about. Might make money, probably low-cost, high-margin business, great pitch for Shark Tank. Um, But, yeah, I... Uh, and again, let me go back to what I said at the very beginning of this show. I can't imagine that if we had the same information in front of us that Ted has in front of him, um, that, you know, I'm sure we would understand why he's doing it from an economic and a financial standpoint. Okay? And I think that, you know, today, and I'm getting a little bit more worked up about it now because I watched him and Yunkin and the mayor from Alexandria and the woman that cried when he when she introduced Yunkin, and then I, I turned it off. It was too, I was getting ready for the show, but it was a little bit too euphoric. It was way too excited, giddy, without any sort of or minimal acknowledgement that you may be ripping the heart out of, you know, one neighborhood in D.C., 
um, and and making it, you know, for many of your fans more inconvenient. But I also pointed out, and I think you know, many of you actually think Potomac Yard is like. Um, you know, uh, where, where, where Snyder was talking about building the stadium. Why am I blanking on the Virginia town that's almost, you know, past Fredericksburg, uh, Denton? What was the name of that place that uh, he was one. never going to build it in? Yeah, the one, oh, it's past Woodbridge, too. Yeah, oh. Woodbridge, and then whatever was past it, exactly. Uh, Dumfries. Uh, Dumfries, thank you. Um, Potomac Yard is literally further inside the Beltway and closer to downtown Washington than FedEx is by a lot. It's really not that big of a geographic move. It's a big move because they're moving out of downtown D.C. and into a Virginia in close inside the Beltway area. But, You know, the way he described looking out at 70 acres, clean slate, and the idea that this is how things are progressing, I can't disagree with. I don't have that in front of me. I don't know what the projections look like, but I bet you they were overwhelming. And even if D.C. had been more aggressive and more aggressive earlier, I don't know that it would have made a difference. Maybe it would have. Barry seems to think it would have. Uh, Anyway... Um, let's go to Antoine in DC. Antoine, go ahead. Hey, Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm um, well, sir. The Washingtonian, I'm, I'm ultimately disgusted. I, I'm not a fan of the, the Wizards or, or, or I'm not a fan of the Capitals anymore after what they did to Barry Trotz. But it just seems to me like Ted has this, this, this image in his head of what he thinks he is, but he has produced and he's given this city a piss poor product for years. I mean, this well, thing, not the ho- not the hockey relevant. product. The hockey product. They've only won the one cup, product. and they've only been and they've only been out of the second round. By the way, that one time. Let me just mention that too. But if you went to exactly. a hockey game at Capital One or at MCI Center before that, especially if you went to one of those big playoff games, it was a great experience. It was a very good product. But but one trip past the second round, one, and they made it pay off. And that. And that I'll give them. That I'll give them. And they, they took the city by storm. And they gained a lot of karma with the city while doing that. But the Wizards, they haven't been relevant. I'm a Generation X kid. These kids that are born after 77 or 80, they know nothing about what contention means in this city. I mean, Chris Webber and those guys, yeah, they were nice. And even Gilbert and those nice. But that's not true contention. So I, I just feel pissed. I feel mad this morning because it, it, to me, it almost seems like I don't. Under, I have an issue with the fact that a lot of these teams, and they do it professionally, they have these names of these cities involved in their team names, but they're not placed in the city. I know, but we've seen that forever. I mean, you know, right, the Cowboys I mean, played in Irving. They didn't play in downtown Dallas, and that's going back 50 years now. You know, we, we've, we've always had the that. Of the city? I'm sorry. Let me just tell you, the skyline of the city is going to be easier seen from the new arena than it is from FedEx Field. You're literally right across the the river from uh, from the Washington Monument and the Capitol and the White House and everything else. I mean, not across the yeah, just across the river. I mean, I think people believe this is like way down in Virginia. People, it's not. It's inside the Beltway. No, it's right across the river. It's right yeah. across the river. And this is the second time that they tried to put something over. They tried to get the, the Redskins in '97. Yeah, Jack Ken Cook tried to do it with Doug Wilder, right? Yep, he surely did. But my, and my by the way, would have been like a I much said, better location actually than FedEx Field. It really would have been. <laughs> I don't know what yes, it would have been, been like back yes, then been. with the road situation and traffic situation, um, but it would have felt. See, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm. Thank you for the call, by the way. I like. I do think some people are waking up to thinking Potomac Yard is Dumfries. It's not. Okay, I mean, will it take longer for Marylanders to get to games on weeknights? Yes, it will. It's Old Town, all right? So you're going to have to go through the city. You're going to have to go down Route 1. You're going to have to go through those Virginia places around the air. It'll be, but, but it's got a metro stop and a brand new metro stop, and it might be switching trains at, you know, wherever you switch trains, gallery place or whatever, you know, to get onto another one. I don't know how that works. I'm not a big mass transit guy. Admittedly, I go to games, I drive. Um, but yeah, um, 
By the way, uh, from Benjamin in uh, in Bethesda responding to a caller, I do not believe Ted put more resources into Caps than Wiz. He got Ovechkin and the Wizards didn't. 100% right. I mean, the Caps got Alex Ovechkin and the Wizards didn't get, luckily, somehow, a comparable transcendent superstar in their sport. That's why the Caps had competitive teams year in and year out. That's why the Caps were selling out that arena every year. That's why Chinatown, more so than even with Wizards games, became super vibrant. You know, um, and uh, if the Wizards had 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 gotten LeBron, uh, it would have been the same thing for the last you know twenty years. Um, all right, Steve Buckhans is going to join us next. Kevin Sheehan show the Team Nine Eighty and the Team Nine Eighty dot com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.